style, lads and lasses, and welcome to episode 18 of the Soccer Talk Lads podcast. St. Louis City SC has brought in two new expert exotic exports with experience in European football to help craft the future of their club. Meanwhile, players are on the move in the transfer window. Delroy Hansen is forced to sell his stake in Real Salt Lake and the Utah Royals, and Lionel Messi may be on the move. It's a lot to get through, so let's kick off. back everyone welcome into episode 18 of the soccer talk lads podcast it is wednesday september 2nd september already some crazy how don't know how that's possible makes me uncomfortable if i think about it for too long but in any case here we are it is a wednesday i'm joined by justin horniker from across the state justin how are you doing tonight doing good i'm excited for pumpkin spice lattes in the fall Hard pass. Hard I'm out. Hard I'm out. <laughs> well, we had a good time. I'll pack it up. Pack it up, boys. Uh, we're also joined by the recently 30-year-old Indians. Well, we're done here. Oh. Let's pack it up. <laughs> it's over uh, for all of us. We'll all have our day. Well, you know. Cross <laughs> <laughs> your fingers. fingers. Uh, uh, as we said, we're uh, we're back together. It's uh, there's There's more St. Louis City news. Getting used to using that handle and not just saying soccer in MLS.gov or whatever we were saying before. But um, the uh, St. Louis City SC Board of Directors and and front office, I guess not the Board of Directors so much as the front office, is taking shape more and more after the hiring of Lutz Fannenstiel last week. We have another German import, Bernard Peters from uh HSV Hoffenheim and uh, Hamburger SV. Was it SV? I just had yeah. this up. Yes. Um, yes, yes. And uh, he's uh, coming in to be the Youth Academy Development Consultant, which is, you know, pretty awesome. It's awesome to have a guy with some real credentials overseeing the Youth Academy. Justin, what do you know about this guy? Yeah, I mean, he's pretty, like, highly sought after. Um, he was wanted by other clubs in Europe uh, is well regarded for his work at Hoffenheim with being, I think he was the club director since 2004, not the club director, the youth Academy director. Um, and then was previously the sporting director at Hamburg. So a lot, pretty good pedigree, a soccer guy, uh, well-developed in Germany and now he's us. Now he's ours. Yeah. I like that. Um, I like that we keep luring these guys away from actual like European competition. I don't know if, uh, you know, Kavanaugh and Betts and co are just lobbing money at them or if there is actually something really <laughs> compelling about joining this program and, and starting from the ground up in, in this soccer-rich environment. But whatever the reason, uh, they're here and it's pretty exciting. Um, Phil, He told Phil Groom in an interview 
We are sitting in front of a large blank sheet of paper and are planning a training center for the professionals, as well as youth performance center. It's a great project. Um, and he's a father of four who is reportedly so delighted with the task. <laughs> <laughs> I was, uh, was pasted the whole quote in there. I figured you guys would enjoy it. That's cute. Um, but yeah, at his time at Hoffenheim, he was uh, responsible for the development of people like Nicholas Sule, Jonas Hoffman, David Selke, uh, Nadia Mamiri, all the all well-regarded German soccer players. Uh, Sule, you know, plays at Arsenal. Saeed Kolsenak is a Arsenal player. Um, so yeah, so he has some nice pedigree there. Yeah, Sule is a, uh, a very legit player as well. Um, and, you know, the rest of those guys, uh, nice pieces also. Um, yeah, I mean, I think... Again, I just I think having a, a European guy with some real credentials and not just hiring, you know, the best of what America has to offer. Not that America has to offer nothing, but, you know, it doesn't have the soccer history or infrastructure that the rest of these countries and, and um, FIFA-dums, fiefdoms mm. um, <laughs> have, to, uh, have to offer and have, you know, the history of. Ian, what do you think about this import and your uncle Bernard Peters? <laughs> well, I'm glad he's back. He was uh, not allowed into the country for some time. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's really nice. I think it's interesting. I think we talked about um, even a couple of weeks back with our first hire. It's nice to have some European blood over here. Not that we all don't come from that in some form, you know, all immigrants and whatnot. <laughs> but uh, because yeah, it gives it lends a little more pedigree to the team, and it, I think it makes people that maybe are on the fence even possibly be like, oh, is this team for real? That we don't have any players, but this is as real as you can get when you have, you know, comes to hiring people in the front office and saying, hey, we really do want to uh, build this team correctly right away and make them competitive. And it's really, it's really interesting that they can hire this far out. You know, we have a name now and everything, but just being three years out, maybe it helps that we were initially only two years out um, that they can do this. And they had some talks, you know, prior to, having to delay everything, but I think it speaks to maybe the plan of the front office too, that these people are willing to say, yeah, uh, I'll sign on to this, even though I'm not going to see this team, you know, take the field for the pitch, excuse me, uh, for, you know, three more you years. No, 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 no. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. Um, yeah. I mean, I think you make a good point too with the, with the two and three years thing. Like, I don't know if that was integral to getting people like this, uh, but if it was, in fact, you know, part of the reason they delayed was to bring in really quality people like this, uh, I'm all for it then. You know, like, I'm, it sucks. It sucks from a football perspective, mm -hmm. soccer perspective. You want the mm -hmm. you want the team to start and, and uh, you want to be able to get going. But as we said, you know, you're just trying to get over that low, low, low bar that uh, FC Cincinnati <laughs> set for you. And I think we're already there. I think we've already cleared it. <laughs> Um, there was another front office hiring in the form of Mike Ford, uh, who's worked with Chelsea, uh, in the Premier League, as well as, uh, the Bolton Wanderers, as well as the San Antonio Spurs and various NFL teams. Uh, he is going to be, or he was, excuse me, the director of football operations and the executive club director at Chelsea during the first Mourinho era, the good Mourinho era, if you will. Um, brings in a lot of pedigree and coming to serve 
as our uh, executive chairman of Sportsology. What that means, I have no idea. I'm ready for it. <laughs> Perhaps we'll speculate wildly in a moment, but um, both Ford and Peters are serving as consultants. It's unclear if that means they're, you know, have long-term positions here or solely hires to develop the use structure. But either way, two pretty big names, two pretty big uh, impact people. Justin, what do you think about Mike Ford? Yeah, I mean, honestly, if if both Mike Ford and Bernard Peters are only here for like two years and their sole job is to develop the footprint of our uh, youth academy, I think that still puts us in a pretty good position. Yeah. And both have really impressive pedigrees, so that has me excited. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, Ian, you have any thoughts on Mike Ford in particular? Uh, sportsology is adjacent to um, mixology. Ooh. Ah, okay. Makes a fine drink. So he's like uh, fusing Powerade flavors on the sideline. I'm just talking Mountain Dew, baby. <laughs> two fingers of Arctic Freeze. Two fingers of Arctic Freeze, a splash of lemon lime, and a uh, cucumber slice. Man, you're making me, you're making me real thirsty. <laughs> um, yeah, I... I think overall, you know, it's 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 one of those things where this isn't probably going to be a hire where even five years from now we'll be sitting here and thinking that was Bernard Peters' contribution to this team or mm-hmm. or that was my, what Mike Ford did or made possible. But I don't think that lessens the potential impact any uh, these behind-the-scenes roles are probably, you know, too often forgotten about and overlooked in sports. Um, the guys who get the big titles like GM or, or you know, manager or whatever kind of get all the credit. Uh, but these people are just as important. And I think as you're building a program, it's good. It's important to have really good, really experienced people. And I think they do. So I am excited. Any more thoughts on the two hirings before we move on to some other things? No, no. Okay. How no soon thoughts? till we get no a GM? Uh, Doug Armstrong will be just, he'll just do both. He'll just do both. <laughs> I'll figure it out. Does this, does this open the door for Jose Mourinho uh, in 2023? Oh God, that I'd be, I would do it. I don't even care. You know what? I don't even care. I'd do it. I'd do it in a heartbeat. Uh, I want to just, uh, well, no, it's Pep who angrily sips water, but maybe Jose That's right. can pick up the habit. Uh, also announced today, St. Louis City, uh, opened or is going to open ticket deposits season ticket deposits on the 16th of september um that's right just briefly scan the prices and they look you know it's not it's not the full price for season tickets but the price for deposits seems pretty reasonable uh you know it was like 50 or 100 bucks i think Mm -hmm. for like to deposit for uh uh, one of the more human man was so high that it crashed the website even oh wow uh so You know, I think that's uh, that's just a good thing. And if it's crashing the website, you know, wasn't it? Didn't Nashville or somebody have a lot of problems selling season tickets, Justin? Yeah, Nashville had some issues early going. I think it picked up like as as they got closer. And obviously, now we'll never know with COVID and everything. Them not playing in an open yeah. stadium, but yeah, they were having issues up until their opening. Probably because they didn't call it Smashville FC. <laughs> Probably the uh. branding was off. <laughs> Then they saw that guy play the guitar riff, and they were all in. Yeah, oh, well, it had to be. Um, but, you know, I think this is uh, this is uh, overall just a, a positive development for the team, I think. Um, 
you know, it's you've got to have people in the stands when you're allowed to have people in the stands. Which, <laughs> God willing, we will be by the team this by the time this team takes the field. Uh, you have It'll to be have, the first team back. Yeah, exactly. We'll perhaps. be on COVID twenty two. <laughs> you have to have that opportunity to, uh, you know, have the people there, and and you want the big sales to happen. So I think that's exciting. Um, but you know. I don't know, it'll be a, a while before we kind of see the fruits of it. And that's true for a lot of our St. Louis City discussion right now. It's just kind of like, this is awesome news. I wish we were talking about players and uh, jerseys and, and schedules, but that's going to be a little while. But, you know, time moves ever forward and, and we will be <laughs> there before we know. How many so. games are in a season? 3,000. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? Is it 28 in MLS? Justin, or am I making that up completely? Yeah. No, you, you're right. You Man, got it. how did I know that? Yeah, I pulled that out of nowhere. So, I'm like, I mean, if they keep Folks, it the same. I was lying. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I knew nothing. So, it's like 14 home games? Yeah, that's yeah, half of 20. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. I'm just... <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think... Uh, They'll do like a half season. Like yeah, one of those. I'd totally do a season ticket for this. I mean, if you miss one or two, you miss one or two. You sell them, but I'm kind of interested in making a deposit and then being roundly rejected. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, not enough credit. You had the money, but we didn't watch. <laughs> not allowed in. Um, other things that happened this week in the world of soccer, uh, well, the big MOS topic is the Delroy Hansen news of the... Uh, formerly, soon to be formerly, of Real Salt Lake and the uh, Utah Royals, who, by the way, have just some bomb-ass colors and, and kits and everything going on. And the logo with the uh, with the rock arch built into it, just a, just a real overall win for the Utah Royals. But not the for soon, what'd you say, Justin? You're digging the vibe. Yeah. Oh, those are hot. Yep. See? Uh, but not for their <laughs> soon-to-be former owner, Deloy Hansen, uh, which is a ridiculous name, so I'll just say DLH <laughs> from now on. But uh, he made some radio comments about no longer funding the team post players suspending games to focus on the social justice conversation. Obviously, uh, I'm sure everyone is aware last week throughout sports, uh, pretty much across the gamut of sports, there were... Uh, suspended games and and um, pro I guess protests is a word for it, but it was more you know just game cancellations for the sake of raising awareness about social justice and everything that went on in Wisconsin. Uh, and DLH not a fan of that. Uh, and because of uh, his decision to go public with that nonsense, the athletic staff wrote a piece uh, describing scenarios of racism, <laughs> sexism. General harassment from DLH and Utah staff at the MOS, NWSL, and USL levels. Uh, that piece is available on The Athletic, which is behind a paywall. But pay, people. It's worth it. It's I'm sure there's a sale. Uh, <laughs> there is a sale. I guarantee there's a sale. Uh, Christopher Kamrani and Meg Linehan reporting... Um, and it's a, it's a good article. I mean, it's a it's a disappointing article and a depressing article in some ways but it's a good article um so uh justin what are your thoughts on all this there's there's some quotes from the article we can get into here but uh what jumped out at you first overall 
Yeah, I mean, the fact that I don't know if you all heard the radio spot before it was taken down, but uh, it was a very like reactionary thing to say. And then he like kind of didn't see the problem with his words, which is always a great response. It's a classic um, out of touch uh, old man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's old what? man out of what? touch. What's the problem? You know, that sort of thing. <laughs> I, for one, am surprised that someone named Delloy. Uh, it's a piece of garbage. That's hard to believe, yeah. <laughs> uh, these quotes, um, among other uh, revelations from this article, they allege that Carol said women couldn't uh, sell the sport because of their gender, and he would unfairly hold them to a higher standard than their male counterparts. Uh, is Carol him? Is that Hanson? Or... So Andy, Andy Carroll is uh, someone involved in the front office okay, of the Utah cool. Royal. And then, uh, in addition, in, early into her time with Real Salt Lake, Carol told Cade she was a distraction to the players on the sidelines. First, she was disciplined for what she chose to wear to training sessions and told to dress more modestly. Then, Carol told her that smiling and laughing during training was inappropriate. And how dare she, really? Um, yeah. And this is just from, so this is the follow-up article from Meg Linehan. And then the original article was from the athletic staff itself and had... A lot of choice quotes just about general like racism and harassment inside the front office from Deloy and from Andy Carroll and from just various members of the front office staff that are not a good look. Yeah, um, it's kind of unbelievable to me, some you know, that this stuff still happens and yet it does still happen. Um, apparently, with quite a bit of frequency, and that's kind of why the players stood up and there were, you know, cancel games in the first place was to mm. raise awareness for those sorts of things. And, and these issues happening, uh, there was a, a footage, there was footage in the article about, uh, a pretend, I'm assuming pretend proposal Delroy Hansen made to a player. Yeah. And to Kristen Price in like 2018, when she signed, that was like super creepy and, uh, not at all awkward. And it just looks, uh, extremely creepy in the light of the recent allegations. And then you also have the statement from Deloy's wife, which is just fantastic, uh, writing one of the athletic staff reporters. I know this was David Checkets, who, son of... Uh, is it Dave Checkets? Is that the... Dave is the dad, I think. Okay. And I think David is his son and has a radio show in Utah and was talking about this initially. Uh, so he said, Hi, David. It's Julie Aiken Henson. Delloy's wife. I just want you to know, first off, side project. I didn't know that his name was Delloy. I thought his name was Delloy Hansen. It's a very strange thing in general. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I digress. <laughs> just want you to know that Delloy does not have a racist bone in his body. No racist bones to be found. You know, no one to be fair, there is no racist bone in the body. I have <laughs> racist bone in his body. I have found that uh, there is like a 95% overlap between racists and people about whom it has been said that they don't have a racist bone. <laughs> <laughs> he actually read and gave out the new Jim Crow book in support of Black Lives Matter. Today, he just wanted to apologize to the fans and employees and vendors who worked so hard and were sorely disappointed. Very disheartening. Deloy donates millions every year to lift people up. In fact, he has donated over 150000 in the last few years to a small rural village in Malawi, Africa. Uh, so which, you know, everyone knows if you donate money, that gets rid of all racism. Yeah. Uh, all the lift mankind. Uh, parentheses, all black, and give hopes to millions. 
He brought in a women's league to promote women, and he built them a locker room and training facility equal to the men. People so easily want to jump on the hate bandwagon, but this man is full of love and generosity. He's colorful, colorful, as you know, but he simply does not warrant this. Judge by his actions, and you will know his heart. Julie Hansen. Um, Thoughts on that? Parentheses, (laughs) all black, always also good. Yeah. Unless you're referring to the New Zealand uh, um, rugby team, probably something you don't want to... uh, ever say um but yeah that's just uh that's every word of that rings of someone who's trying to make up for uh someone who's a racist you know and like Mm -hmm. i I don't know i've talked before here and and elsewhere on the other podcast about like you know I, i think you need to be fair to people and i think our culture is a bit too quick to condemn and cancel and that sort of stuff but at the same time Seems to be a pretty clear and undeniable pattern of behavior here. We haven't even mentioned the uh, accusations of him mim- mimicking the uh, accents of black employees and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, Ian is scientifically correct that there is not a racist bone, so he's in the queer there, but uh, not a good look. Ian, uh, your thoughts on this story and what you know of it and just any of this in general? There's... There's an awful lot of racists in the world, <laughs> it feels like, and it's all coming to light. And, uh, yeah, it's, I don't know, it's, I get that these, is this, is this Deloy, Del, oh God, I don't even know. Is DLH an American? <laughs> yeah, as far as I yes. know. Okay. He's a Utah he owns a lot of property in Utah, basically. Oh, so, okay, so that so guy was saying that, he's a Mormon. Yeah, so that so guy was racist. The end. <laughs> I know, I know what you're digging around. Sorry, just... Mormon fan base. When yeah, I'm when... not saying Mormons broadly speaking are racist. I'm I just am. This <laughs> this Mormon is racist. Um, this specific Mormon. <laughs> it's just it's interesting because the thing I took away from all of this is when Justin said on the radio show in Utah, and I was like, they have a radio show in Utah about like <laughs> anything at all in sports. Um, I'd yeah, love to go to Utah. Anything. It seems weird that they would talk about anything but Mormonism. But anyways, I digress. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's one of those things where the more multicultural a sport is, especially soccer, you would think the more it would draw people that are feel openly you know on equal footing across the races to the said sport Mm -hmm. and then it kind of it shouldn't blow me away anymore but it still kind of does whenever it's like really like on a soccer team and like i don't know it's just to me that's like the most international sport there is maybe not necessarily mls or something but you know the sport as a whole and it's like I don't know. It's it's kind of crazy to me. Or the fact that you can say things publicly and they can dig them up and they're like, I didn't mean that. Or they don't even have to dig them up, you just say them out loud. Yeah, and then claim that, oh, he's just speaking his mind. Yeah, like, I well, find the whole thing I'm like, yeah, you did. You did speak your mind. <laughs> uh, so, like, the original story, like, why DLH got involved with Dave Checkett's when he bought the RSL expansion he was then looking for a backer so that they could have more money because he didn't have the money to like front the organization basically so Deloy bought in and then he bought the majority shares or whatever so basically he is like the money man behind all the RSL facilities RSL the team Utah buying Utah Royals from the sporting group and bringing them to Utah so he's done a lot of good for Utah soccer but the duality of man and that 
doing a lot of good for Utah soccer, but probably doing that to cover up his like true feelings or, you know, thinking that gave him a free pass and thinking that he's better than everyone else. Justin, you talked about the duality of man and I am here for it. It's a a strong (laughs) phrase. Uh, Here's John Loy Hansen's official statement, which is available on real Salt Lake, uh, website, rsl.com to the RSL community. I recognize that at times I have spoken too quickly without pausing to consider the feelings or good intentions of others. This is not acceptable, and I assume full responsibility for allowing my words to travel unfiltered as to their significance and impact. That's a gibberish sentence. I believe (laughs) that communities are strengthened by diversity. I am truly sorry for offending and being insensitive to the plight of others. I seek to do better and commit to supporting and improving diversity and inclusion in my own community going forward. After deep consideration and soul-searching, my wife Julie and I agreed that the best way forward for the Real Salt Lake family is to assume new ownership and a refreshed vision. We are fully invested in supporting the transition to new ownership and will work diligently to try to ensure that the club stays within our community. We will support the organization and its employees in moving quickly so as to minimally disrupt the season and allow new ownership adequate time to plan for the 2021 season. Real Salt Lake has our full support. We have been uh, blessed with loving friendships that are expressed daily. Those will be sorely missed. We love our community and our family and sincerely hope for the best outcomes for each. Know that our hearts will always bleed claret and cobalt. That's a douchey way of saying red and blue. Oh, oh boy. Sincerely, oh, no. Delroy Claret and, and cobalt are the kind of colors that racists would know. <laughs> I actually thought those were the names of his children. <laughs> I did too. I, for a second, when I was reading ahead, I was like, oh yeah, children's names. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know what more we need to say on that story other than uh, I, I typically don't like the sort of like, well, this guy's got to go mentality, but this guy had to go. <laughs> so. Yeah. Not a lot more to say, I guess, unless either of you have comments. I will say that supposedly the two groups looking to buy um, the ownership group that owns the Utah Jazz is looking at it. And then there's an ownership group led by our uh, Josie Altador is looking at, you know, buying as well. So Isn't he currently that's kind of an MLS player? Yeah, it's currently a Toronto FC player, so I'm interested in <laughs> what that owner like. player. Yeah, that's, uh, that's, that'd be interesting. The duality of man. <laughs> exactly. Uh, other big soccer news. Not not a not a small story making the rounds last week that Lionel Messi, the greatest soccer player in the world, uh, arguably, I would say probably. Justin, your thoughts? Greatest soccer player ever? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. I think all around. You can argue that Ronaldo is a better goal scorer, but Messi is just by far the better player. Yeah. Um, with, you know, due respect to Pele and Altros. Um, <laughs> Messi uh, reportedly dissatisfied with Barca, um, thinking about leaving Barcelona. And uh, there's a, a suggestion that he would potentially, potentially join Manchester City uh, with a contract that would then transfer him to their American affiliate, the... New York City FC, not the New York City FC, as I as I understood it, Justin. What do you mm. make of this story? So it's interesting. So to explain a little bit about what's going on at Barcelona, they have 
So Barcelona, the way that the club runs, that they have a club president who's voted in every four years, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, he's currently on at the end of his... Or he has another year left of his reign, and he has really driven away a lot of the like Barcelona favorites. Uh, he's fallen out of favor with the rest of the board, with the team. Uh, their last coach didn't do well and rubbed Messi the wrong way, and so he was fired. And it's interesting because, like, they're also in a situation now where they're don't they're in like a real financial situation, and then so the problem becomes like you can't really be as good as you want to be with Messi because of his wages, but without Messi, you're without Messi. So that's kind of the situation Barca is in. And then now Messi wants to leave for free because there's a clause in his contract that if he made up his mind, be or like at the end of the season. He could leave, but with coronavirus and the season being rescheduled, there's a lot of like red tape there. So that's the holdup on if it will happen. Now, him going to Man City makes sense because there's probably only a handful of clubs that could actually pay Messi. Um, and I look forward to seeing him in MLS and playing in Yankee Stadium. I think that would be uh, just extremely amazing. Yeah, I mean, this is sort of the best case scenario and worst case scenario for me. I mean, I love the idea of Messi not playing in Spain because I don't really get to see a lot of Spanish soccer. And when I do, it's uh, Barcelona beating up on everybody else. Uh, I would love to, I'd love to see him come to uh, the Premier League, which I watch all the time and get to watch him there. And uh, that would be incredible and unbelievable. On the other hand, does it have to be Manchester City of all freaking right. teams? Uh, you know, Leeds Happy United Messi could really United use again. a win, Messi. Uh, Leo, if you're trying to help out the community, you know, give a, give Southampton a shot. Um, You'd look good in red, that's for sure. That's right. It would be a national transition. There'd be vertical stripes and everything. Um, but, I mean, I think overall especially the MLS element of this, obviously only potentially fantastic news. Um, you know, David Beckham really kind of sparked a, a, a genesis, if you will, um, or an exodus, I suppose, to spark the biblical, to follow the biblical metaphor, but uh, a growth of the MLS to a new level of recognition and respect. Uh, not even just worldwide, but in America. And I think um, Leo Messi coming over, one of the few soccer stars who is so famous and so important that he still has some some real center, serious cultural penetration in the U.S. Uh, you know, I think him coming to the MLS, would, especially to a big, big market and big club like New York, uh, kind of mirroring what Beckham did on the opposite coast, that would only be... Uh, a massive win for the league, um, you know, and it will be fun to watch a, a 34, 35-year-old Messi just run circles around uh, MLS competition. Yeah, well. I mean, Messi could probably play in the MLS until he's like 45. I'm sure. His <laughs> I'm sure if he had that desire, he very well could. Uh, Ian, thoughts on uh, Lionel Messi uh, and his attitudes towards fracking? <laughs> I, I don't like it. I'll Whatever tell you what side is. he's on, but I don't like it. Um, yeah, it's our stance on the Catalan independence movement. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he, it's, I was going to ask that. I mean, you guys kind of answered it. I was like, is he? He's still good enough that he's good to play soccer anywhere. Oh, yeah. And then if he comes over oh, yeah. here, it's just going to be like, yeah, Barcelona ridiculous. don't want to lose. Him. 
it's just yeah. he's leaving because it's a fraction at the like he's he's fallen out of it with I, the president. He is currently thirty three. Um, I'm sure that he's a step or two slower than he was at his peak because mm-hmm. that's how being thirty three works. Um, I wouldn't know. <laughs> no, he's no, still very know. good though. The last but he's scored for Barcelona. He basically like was level with the ground and popped back up through like five defenders and scored. So he still has like the classic Messi in him. Yeah, I mean, I'm, he's still the best player in the world, you know. So, yeah. I mean, it'd be a huge win for MLS. I mean, I'd I'd be interested. That's one of those things where like they come to your town, especially like a brand new team like uh, St. Louis City. You just you can just market that. We have like one of the best players in soccer period coming to your city to play a game, and it's like, oh, that's amazing. Yeah, absolutely, it would be uh, it'd be incredible. Um, so you know, I hope that happens. Uh, don't love the Manchester City part, but uh, do love the Premier League and the MLS parts. That'd be great. And uh, as Justin said, do you think it's a Ian? We'll start with you. Do you think it's a coincidence or a conspiracy that he'd be joining the league the same time as St. Louis City? FC, SC. Oh, conspiracy. Yeah, definitely. Don Garber. I'm not a conspiracy, personally. I always wondered what the Freemasons were up to, and now I know the answer. (laughs) This is it. Um, So that is, uh, that's the Lionel Messi news, and, uh, you know, there's some, uh, the transfer window is open. Uh, The Liverpool Reds are not doing anything in it, I can tell you that much. Uh, But other people are. Justin, you want to run down some of the big transfers for us and and talk yeah, about Yeah, I thought we'd take a look at some of the big names. A couple before we get started, a couple of transfers that are rumored to have been finished but just aren't like finalized yet. Obviously, uh, Kai Havertz to Chelsea and uh James Rodriguez to Everton. So, uh Garrett is happy with that, I'm sure. Of course, we have the big ones of Leroy Sané going to Bayern Munich. Uh there's that weird Artur uh, Maryland Pianic swap that Barcelona Juve did. Um, other notables, Timo Werner, of course, going to Chelsea. Chelsea just spending, I think, $200 million in this transfer window, oh, possibly. <laughs> yeah. No big deal. Just getting Timo Werner. Um, ben Chilwell, of course, as well. Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> Don't talk about my beloved Ben Chilwell. I just, okay. So here's my problem with Chelsea is that I love all these players that they're acquiring. Yeah. And I so don't do want I. To like Chelsea. And I hate Chelsea. <laughs> so they're dead to me now. They're dead to me. Um, yeah. I mean, I love, uh, I love the premier. I love transfer windows. Emery Chan is moving, uh, back to Borussia Dortmund. That's uh that's mm-hmm. a, not back to, but moving again now to Borussia Dortmund. That's a former Liverpool player for you right there. I know stuff. Um, uh, Weston McKinney going to Juventus. That is all but finalized now as well. Yeah, so, that's, that's definitely I'm one excited we about that. drill in a little bit more on. I just love, uh, I love player movement. I love it in any sport. Uh, I wish that I could have a big new signing for me to get real excited about with Liverpool, <laughs> but they're spending money elsewhere. They're developing teams and, and they're winning championships. So what do they really need to add? You know, they know. Nothing. Yeah. Well, Manchester United. So, uh, Donnie Van de Beek, they signed him today. So that's, that's one, we have one signing. Oh, there we uh, go. So that's, that's fun. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I think it's, uh, it's a, it's a fun time to be an international soccer fan, but let's, uh, let's talk more about the, um, 
the Weston McKinney move, obviously a very bright young American player moving to Juventus. Um, it's, uh, it's an incredible opportunity for him to uh, get to join one of the probably the tier below truly elite, but, you know, very, very top clubs in the world. Uh, he'll get to play alongside uh, Cristiano Ronaldo and uh, be a, a fixture over there. Uh, I think only you can only read this as a great news for, uh, or not for St. Louis, but for uh, the U.S. soccer program, USMNT. Um, great news for Weston McKinney, obviously. Justin, what are your thoughts on this move? Yeah, I mean, Juventus are probably like, I would say top six or eight teams in the world as far as like national, international recognition. And going from a Schalke team that was like absolutely terrible where he had to do a lot um, to Juventus team where he isn't going to be relied on as much to be like the sole uh, chance creator and the, like the sole ball mover. Uh, it's going to be awesome. Like I'm really excited to see him watch Juventus with our ESPN Plus subscription, Steven. It's going to be a team that you get to see a lot of too. So uh, I'm excited. I think Weston is a really good player and I think he's really underrated and like being on those bad Schalke teams definitely didn't help him so he has a little more help a little more shielded now i like it a lot yeah i think it's uh i think it's great news i just want to comment really quickly i was looking through our retweets for something and i saw this german uh translation for somebody commenting about bernard peters uh and it it's funny because it says in in the english in the google translate version Many of us don't want that that to be true, but without Peters, our offspring would be in a catastrophic state. <laughs> and uh, the German version is Das Volen via Vila by uns nicht wahrhaben, aber ohne Peters war unser Nachwuchs, which I am sure does directly translate to uh, offspring. But I'm guessing that the uh, the english translation would be something different more like uh young players prospects perhaps, no no, no. i i think that he has a direct academy. relation to how their children uh <laughs> are reared live or die. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah it's uh it's uh good that was that was a good signing i just i was too amused by that uh but yeah <laughs> along with the weston mckinney thing i, I can't find this uh, retweet at the moment. I'm pretty sure I saw it when you retweeted it, but it was just a list of where uh, some of the top American players are playing right now. And you know, Christian or Christian Christian Pulisic is with uh, Chelsea. Uh, Zach Steffen moving to Manchester City. Um, obviously, McKinney at um, Juventus now. Um, What's his name? The St. Louis one is you know still one. at Bremen. What's his Josh name? Sergeant. Josh yes. Sargent. You got you. it. Come on. Thank you. Uh, my brain broke. I'm sorry. Uh, just, okay. um, you know, it's it's still, there's still growing to be done in the national team. Um, but that's uh, that's some pretty elite teams that the U.S. is playing for. And, and I don't think we've ever had that in my lifetime. Uh, by any means, um, what do you what do you think about that, Justin, and just kind of the overall? Um... Yeah, I mean it's weird. I don't know. I was having this conversation on Twitter a couple months back, but it's weird that like we're in a era of the U.S. men's national team where I think is probably like the most excited we've ever been as far as like our prospects go and our players playing 
in big clubs in Europe. This is the, mo the most players we've had playing on in first division European clubs ever. But there's still like that weird sense of like disappointment in the U.S. national team, like stemming from you know the last four years. Yeah. So it, it's interesting that you're coming from this period of like darkness into the period of like probably at least like from the players coming up our best setup that we've ever had. Mm -hmm. uh, Tyler Adams is at Leipzig, Gio Reynes at Dortmund, two of the other American players. Yeah, I mean, I think it's it is that kind of dual reality of the all of the promise in the world is there, and this is a team that I think could definitely, you know, if not next time, the, uh, the World Cup after that, take us, um, you know, potentially at least deeper in the World Cup than we've ever been, if not all the way to the championship. But I do think it's fair that the reality is we haven't seen it yet. We haven't seen it mm -hmm. at all on the field. Um, and whether that's because these players just haven't gelled, they're still very young, they're very raw, or whether it's because the management hasn't been right and the coaching hasn't been right. The team has not looked good on the field. In fact, it's looked considerably worse than it did in, <laughs> you know, the height of the Bradley Dempsey era. Uh, even though I would say the talent level right now is pretty incomparable to them. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I don't know, uh, what either of you think about that, but I think it's, it's kind of a fair, albeit a weird position to be in right now. Yeah. I mean, those teams and Zach Stefan at Man City now as well, but those teams were basically like you, we had three European players and Landon Donovan, like Dempsey when he was at Fulham and then Tottenham, Tim Howard at United and then Everton, then Dempsey when he had that weird spell at Everton. Um, and then Michael Bradley at Roma. And those were like our only European players for a while. And now, we have a full 11 over there. So. Yeah, it's, uh, it's pretty phenomenal. And I think we're only going to see that improve, um, with, you know, partially thanks to academies like the ones Bernard Peters and, uh, uh, Lutz Pfaffenstiel. I'm bad at pronouncing things are starting, uh, Steel rather not Pfaffen. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that's the, <laughs> That's the kind of that's the kind of long term outcropping of what they're building, and it's a coin. It's a point I made um, last week. But like these clubs in Europe have been doing this for a hundred years, sometimes a hundred and fifty years, um, and uh, you know, it's it's they've got a lot of history and a lot of time having built this. Uh, to their name, and the U.S. doesn't, and they're just getting started. So I think uh, I think that's only great news for us. Um, and you know, if if there's one comfort I'd say for um, the uh, MLS and all of this, you know, discussion of the of the the tough season and and Messi being three years away and all of that, I would say that it's probably that at least they're not the Canadian Premier League. Uh, um, Justin, you and I had the uh, pleasure, misfortune. Um, oh yeah, if you want to catch some soccer, it's been on Fox Sports Two the past week and a half. Uh, of watching, <laughs> yes, Canadian Premier League games on Fox Sports Two. Uh, the entire tournament, the bubble, if you will, is is constructed on Prince Edward Island. Uh, which I believe is a, a a small little hamlet of about 
I don't know, six <laughs> people and like more walruses than human beings. They have like a high school level field. Yeah. Uh, the, oh, definitely it's a high school level field. And I'll tell you and this. Steven, when you turn in, what did you see? You know, name the things that stuck out to you when you watched these. Well, games. I would say it was mostly <laughs> the stands uh, that were clearly CGI'd. Um, the, you know, the, the entire basically paraphernalia of the stadium, if you will, what would have been the sideboards and the stands and, and the, the advertisements in the back and all of that, it was all fake. Uh, that was all, all not real. And, um, it was green screened in and, and I would say poorly, poorly CGI'd in. <laughs> um, that's what really stood out to me as well as the massive, and I think potentially also CGI, just Prince Edward Island logo, if you can call it that, uh, at the center field line. Uh, Justin, what do you think? What, what caught your eye? Yeah, I mean, it really seemed like knockoff MLS is back, and like MLS is back didn't get it right either with their uh, giant CGI logo in the middle. Um, so that part was cool. I did, I did love the off-color Prince Edward Island logo. That was fun. Um, and then all the people who always talk about how the CPL is going to overtake MLS one day, uh, it's not. And <laughs> goes to show. <laughs> is that a although, real thing people although, argue? Uh sometimes we are much i will proudly declare the mls is much closer to buying cpl (laughs) than they are to being overtaken Um, by it i will say i do dig some of the teams like color schemes and logos and like team name and like branding and stuff but that's as much as i'll give them yeah i mean there was there was some cool stuff and uh, speaking of team names justin i think it's only appropriate we close with a little quiz Mm. uh Ian, are you, are you eager for us to do that? That sounds like Ian is ready. It sounds Justin like looks up behind me mysteriously. Uh, Justin, you want to take the t- reins on this, or shall I? I, uh, Stephen, I took the reins last last week. So if you <laughs> want to go ahead and and you know you're right across from him, you can read his face. <laughs> it's a blank. It's a blank book. Uh, Ian, the the subject is simple. Uh, it's a traditional up or down, real or fake um, situation for you to deal with here. The the simple question is, are these teams actually MOS, uh, CPL teams rather, or are they fake MOS teams? Now, it's hard because some cities in Canada just sound fake inherently, so... That's where some right. of the trickiness of so, this test comes in. As just I'll give you I'll give you a freebie. Saskatoon That's a real city. That's a real city. Okay. Yeah. Done. Nice. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, uh, here we go. Uh, these are the these are the teams. What are there? Uh, nine of them it looks like. I can do math. That's already a lie. There can't be nine CPL teams. <laughs> well, uh, there sure could be. Um, but uh, here we go. Are you ready? Yeah. Are you ready for this? The first one would be Atletico Ottawa. Atletico Ottawa. Perhaps uh, an offspring of Atletico Madrid, a popular uh, Spanish club. I'm going to say this is a real team because they would want to play with the Ottawa and the O's and all that stuff. You are correct. Atletico Ottawa a very real team. Justin, thunderous applause for Ian in the background. Thunder very real team and a very real owned by Atletico Madrid as well. Uh, let me ask you this question next, uh, Ian. 
number two is Real Saskatoon. Oh. Real Saskatoon. I didn't think it could be any sadder than Real Salt Lake. Perhaps Real so. Salt Lake, whatever. <laughs> Perhaps an offspring of Real Madrid, another uh, another Spanish club. They've got a real strong connection, Spain and Saskatchewan. I, I, this is fake. I hope this is fake. This is a fake. Oh. Canadian. Okay. Way to go. Saskatoon to was being it. best. Yeah. Uh, Saskatoon, a- actually without a uh, Canadian Premier League team, as near as I can tell. And they'll never get one. That's right. Never get one. They'll never get the Blues. It's what they get. That's right. <laughs> uh in next up on the list, Calvary FC, Calvary Football Club. Yes, that was a real team. You're correct. Three for three so far. I'm impressed. I'm impressed. I'm really impressed. Would, you, would you believe that Calgary FC plays in Foothill County, Alberta? <laughs> Foothills <laughs> County, Alberta, excuse me. Um, Surprise it wasn't something racist. There is also a uh, CPL owner whose name is, or a head coach, excuse me, whose name is Bobby Smyrniotis. So yeah, ah. that's a that's a mouthful. Ian, next on the docket, York Nine. York Nine. You've heard perhaps of Brooklyn Nine Nine. Mm. This is York Nine. So I'm related even, as far as I know. Not even like New New York. They were like we are just York. Yeah. We are, there's already York and we are that. But there's well. no city called York in, in Canada, is there in? No, no. No. So are you calling it real or fake? Fake. You're wrong. Oh. I led you. I scared you right there. Why did you, why did you take the bait in? York 9, a very real team. Um, I would say my runaway favorite CPL team of the two that I've seen. Um, in action, York Nine, one of the two teams that introduced me to this sport. I like how their away jersey has what appears to be a uh, stock market bar chart on it uh, as the line yeah. in the middle, perhaps because they are owned by the Green Park Group. Um, you know, I don't, I don't know what's going on there, but uh, they play. I'm a big fan. This isn't on the quiz, so I feel comfortable saying it, but I like Valor FC's whole thing. Yeah. Um. I don't know how they get to games because they don't have an airport, but you know I dig the I dig the brand anyway. <laughs> get burned, Winnipeg. Uh, no. <laughs> Ian, continuing on, uh, Vancouver City, Vancouver City, is that a real CPL team? Now Vancouver is a, a city. city. <laughs> I will confirm that for you. It's even a city in uh, Seattle, I believe, or Seattle in Washington. <laughs> There's a Vancouver, Washington. <laughs> Is there Vancouver, Oregon? Uh, who knows? I'll, I'll find out for you while you uh, stall a little bit longer. Um, I want to believe Vancouver would have more creativity than just calling themselves Vancouver City. What what team would do such a thing? There is a Vancouver. There is not a Vancouver, Oregon, but you're correct. There's Vancouver, Washington. And uh, I'll give you this. Not all that close to Vancouver, uh, Vancouver. Actually, considerably really? closer to Oregon. It actually borders Oregon. The wow. city Can you imagine a decent-sized town to the west, let's say, like where Wentzville is, but it was called, I don't know, Chicago? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Stupid. Or one in southern Illinois called Kansas City. <laughs> yeah, it's really like, 
that would be pretty dumb. This has got to be fake. This is fake. <laughs> Et- etymology. Vancouver shares its name with the larger city of Vancouver, <laughs> southern British Columbia, uh, approximately 300 miles to the north. Both cities were named after Sea Captain George Vancouver. But the American city is older. So really, like the Canucks stole a series from the St. Louis Blues, <laughs> the city has stolen its name from its impoverished southern neighbors. Uh, yes, Vancouver City, you are correct, is fake. Uh, however, oh my God. Oh, Justin, doing the quick research on the fly. What a hideous distraction. What a what an eyesore. The city of Vancouver, Washington. A colorful past. A bright future. Uh, let me tell oh, you, neither oh. is true. Neither oh. of those is correct. Why explain, these... explain what I explain what I just popped into the chat. What, what are you seeing? Right so now? we're looking at the, uh, as anyone, a longtime listeners of the Soccer Talk Wads podcast will know that we're big. Well, uh, one might call us flag hobbyists uh, mm. in yeah, the sense so. that I enjoy a good flag. We enjoy a good flag, and we enjoy crapping on a bad flag <laughs> even more. Uh, so what we're looking at, since this isn't a visual medium, and str- I strongly encourage you if you're speeding down interstate 70 right now please uh just open it on your phone open open google and look up the vancouver um your knees can steer for you yeah absolutely so what we're looking at this appears to be clip art uh (laughs) i would actually say generously described as why why are they always clip art The uh, it's the blurred lines for me. That's that's mm. what that's what gets me. I think if you removed any like any two elements from this flag, it might be okay. Pick two, but there's just too much stuff. Um, the uh, top, let's say, three fifths of the flag is white, and the bottom two fifths are blue. Uh, in the bottom quadrant, there is a uh, semicircle arc that bears the words "A Colorful Fast." Uh, a bright future. Uh, above that is the shape of a dove, which is outlined half on a white circle, so kind of hard to tell, but there it is. Look at that dove's um, wingspan. Yeah, that is a... Ma- I mean, it's not a massive dove. The dove is normal size, but the wingspan is the wingspan <laughs> of a California condor. Um, the uh, dove is superimposed over a green mountain range, which is, uh, like most mountain ranges, a very lime green, think mm-hmm. Mountain Dew colored, <laughs> uh, which I suppose mountains and Mountain Dew. It's very radioactive. Uh, ra- <laughs> rising over the... Uh, over the the cliffs of the mountain range is a sun whose rays are claymore broadswords. Uh, I say rising, the thing is like <laughs> erupting behind it. Yeah, I don't think that's a sun. I think that is actually uh, the bombing of Canada. <laughs> <laughs> of death and destruction. Uh, and over the ray, the rays, if we if we might call it that, of uh, the uh, Vancouver or of the uh, sun are the words Vancouver. And then on the other side of the massive wings of the dove, it says USA. Uh, Justin, uh, I I hate to make you the research assistant for this podcast, but um, would you mind looking up the Vancouver, Vancouver flag and including that for comparison? Yeah. So that's the thing. This got infinitely, this scared me less when I realized this was for Vancouver. (laughs) Uh, yeah, and Washington, Washington. Oh, I was like, I was like, oh no, Vancouver, the oh, real Vancouver. They proudly displayed USA to tell you we are not a bunch of Canadian <laughs> sons of bitches. You know, it's on your flag. In like, I guess that makes sense. Ooh, uh, I don't like this either. This is okay. 
this is close. This is close. They avoided the critical mistake of just putting too much stuff on it. Yeah. Uh, Vancouver's flag is uh, a green uh, home plate. Think the home plate shape. What would that be called? I mean, it's a pentagon of sorts, Mm -hmm. uh, but it's not really a pentagon in the traditional sense, but I guess it is. Um, On the left side of the flag protruding uh, to the east, if you will, if you're you're staring at it like a map, uh, on that flag, which is uh, kind of a sickly green, a pea soup, a split pea soup green, uh, there is a, a gold, golden yellow, so sort of Green Bay Packers colors, as you'd expect, uh, emblem that bears a uh, the parapet of a castle uh, oh. with an axe and what I, I assume would be a hammer behind it. Uh, that that seal in and of itself, I think, is, is pretty sharp. Uh, and then flowing out of the Pentagon are five rivers. Uh, Nashville is the three strings, but Vancouver has five rivers. Oh, no, Nashville's the six strings. Never mind. So <laughs> Nashville, better than Vancouver, confirmed. Uh, uh, I think this this streams to me a flag that's supposed to be seen in motion. Yeah, the, like, the for sure. Effect of the, I yeah. still don't think the colors work, though. Any of those colors would be fine on their own. I'm not sure they come together well enough. Mm-hmm. And I, I think, think it's that whole it's the whole Cascadia thing though. That's like the color of the Cascadia flag, I guess. So I guess that's what they're going for. You think? Um, let me uh, let me paste the Cascadia flag in. Hey, here it's flags all the way down. <laughs> <laughs> We've gone just, off uh, the grid, folks. Uh, and I'm fine. J- with just it. to give you an idea, not to totally hijack this quiz, uh, which we will get back to, I promise. Uh, okay, so here's the Cascadia flag, Real which, of course, go ahead. for those following along at home, Cascadia is the uh, region that includes Seattle, Portland, and Vancouver. So the, those that region, though it contains two countries and three states, uh, yes. is has its own flag. Correct. The colors are fine. I don't mind the colors. Uh, no. And I understand why they'd have, like, a fir tree. I get that, but, like, but... why... The Why is it charred? It's such a weird aspect of it, though. I'll tell you this. Uh, they should have just carried over those colors because the, I'll tell you, for the, for the listeners at home, the color hex for the blue on the Vancouver flag is uh, pound 006B98, and that just doesn't ah. do it for me, you know? Um, the green is uh, a different color than that, and the yellow, green is 37833B. <laughs> Uh, and the yellow is FFCEOO. Now I know our listeners at home just they went straight quick and right. They knew that. what that was. But uh, just uh, I think those I think the shades are a little bit off. I think the rest of it I could get down with and get get funky with. But the rest of it, the sh- the shades are just not quite a quite a combination. Mm. I agree. I agree. Ever occur to you that like the St. Louis, like when you first saw the St. Louis flag, you hadn't seen other flags and you're like, I like this flag. That's a pretty cool flag. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, what uh, what other flags do cities have? And you saw Chicago and you're like, wow, that's pretty neat. Wow. I wonder what other cities have. And that was it. Those were the two. Because <laughs> all the other ones suck apparently. All the other ones are have bad. Have discussed yeah. Salt Lake City before? Because no, we we I did a, we did that other Utah one that was just like provost. Yeah, yeah, yeah provost. It's more clip art, people. It's more clip art. Why? Why yeah. do you people have clip art flags? I like how That's it's almost like a like weird Windows ninety eight. Yeah, 
Oh, they had a symbol of... and then they just made a rectangle behind it yeah. and said that'll be a flag. <laughs> think of the uh, the colors of the Ottawa flag, which longtime listeners will have burned into their brains by now. Uh, similar color scheme, but then a big seal in the middle, which is just Salt Lake City and uh, I'd say Helvetica bold, 32 point, all capital letters, uh, white emblazoned on the the pitch black skyline of Salt Lake City uh, in front of the mountains, which kind of carry through a, a slightly lighter shade of the seafoam green uh, from the base of the flag and, and the white mountaintop. Um it's almost, it almost does it for me. There's just, it's just, first of all, the whole point of a flag, you don't need to say the name of the city because it's the city. That's what you're representing. <laughs> if you say the name, it's like giving it away, you know? Mm. It's like if you went into a, an escape room and the first thing they told you was, here's where the keys are, you know? And that'd be kind of, kind of defeat the point. So get that off of there um, and, you know, kind of, make that black circle around the circle something different. Uh, and I think we might be talking. I think we might be okay, but um, just not good. Personally, I think that Double Hansen should sell the team and then they should move it far away for this atrocity of a flag that they have. Yeah. I think uh, I think that's okay. I do think that's okay. Um, hmm. What you looking up? What you trying to get into over there? I need the. I need like more. Are you looking at the Halifax like. flag? Because that's what I did. <laughs> uh, you know, in the in honor of our quizzy and real quick, yeah. Before we move on, do you want to tell us if Halifax uh, FC Wanderers is a soccer team in Canadian Premier League? There's a Bolton Wanderers. We just spoke about. Oh damn that's it! Where, uh, God that's damn where... it! Well, you helped me out a little bit because I was like, this sounds like a real team, but that's because it is a real team elsewhere. Um, I can't believe that it is. Uh, you should believe that it is because it's real. I'm upset. Uh, is this you posted in the Halifax flag or did Justin? Oh, it wasn't me. That was me. That was me. I I want you to react. The colors are it for me. Uh, that Trey Coner, I mean, it's the, it's the Trey Kroner Swedish color design straight up just ripped off. And you know what? fine with it here for it it's the uh, it's the scottish flag right with yeah, the sweden the, colors the, the, the shape uh, we got a couple of ships flag. in there we got arrows if for some reason why they get the rid of the goddamn arrows this is one. it's they're all too many things they're all camels every every city flag is a camel it's like we got to put all of the things every member of the board of aldermen wants on there you know <laughs> if you get rid of the freaking finch or whatever the hell it is, and you get rid of the arrows, this is a dynamite flag. But because you had to have the arrows and the frickin' finch in the middle, what are the arrows even for? Because the finch goes all ways. The, the four, finch can go the, any way. The famous the four migrate, winds of Halifax. Ah, <laughs> uh, Jake Allen, you should be ashamed of yourself. <laughs> is this on his way? Yeah. It, wait, the, no, he's got The gotta, ship is from his mask, yeah. Yeah, but what's his, what's the, what is on his mask? I think it is, oh, is it Nova Scotia Nova maybe? Nova Scotia instead? maybe. Um, yeah, what, what city is this a flag of? Is that a roadrunner? Is that what bird that is? That is the Calgary flag? It is. Is that what I'm looking at? Ooh. I. Eh. Eh. 
That's good. After what we've seen, I know, I'm kind of like, like eh. could be I worse. I just, I don't know. I like that there's a little cowboy hat. I like that they pretend to be cowboys because they are, but they also aren't, you know, because they're not Americans. <laughs> yeah. And Americans have cowboydom uh, and alcoholism mm. on lock. Um, Ian, real quick, Moosehead yeah, United. The Moosehead United, are they a Canadian Premier League team? Uh, please, I hope so. Uh, Ian, uh, Justin, you want to you want to give him the news? Moosehead United, unfortunately, is not oh. a team. Well, it should be. <laughs> oh, do I have bad news for you people, though? Uh, let me show you the flag of Moose Jaw, uh, whatever city that's in. Alberta, I want to say. Saskatchewan? Maybe Saskatchewan. It's just know. the word moosejaw.com. <laughs> no. And the W has moose antlers. Uh, it's a, it's a fantastic Is this like a thing, so they have to have a flag to fly, but they are also kind of like, that has to be an afterthought every I, time for these people. Yeah. They're just like, we need a flag. I'm like, ah, fuck it, here you go. Um, yeah, I think so. Ian, uh, speaking of Alberta, Red Deer, Alberta, a real town, as you all know from your junior hockey days, <laughs> your days as a junior mm-hmm. hockey uh, player, uh, is the Red Deer 11 a team in Canadian Premier League. Yes. Uh, Justin? Ooh, the Red Deer 11. That was a red herring. Oh. It is not a team. <laughs> it was a red These herring. These are fun names, eight. though. Uh, the flag of Red Deer. Uh, Justin was already oh. ahead of me. Um, <laughs> dang it. And they're both gone. Look, I wanted to now see Now they're both, both back. We keep undoing and redoing. I'm done undoing. Education, industry, progress. Uh, on the left side is a unicorn, <laughs> on the right side is a lion, and above it all is a deer, which I suppose makes sense. It says City of Red Deer, because why wouldn't it? Because how would you know it was for the City of Red Deer otherwise? The maple leaf in the top left corner emblazoned white on red, the inverse of the Canadian flag. In the bottom right corner is a poppy, a recognition of those who have served, uh, emblazoned red on blue. It does look like clip art once again. Uh, Looks like and, a beach ball. Uh, the city apparently has two founding dates because it bears the dates both 1901 and 1915 at the top oh. of the crest. <laughs> um, That's as long as it was around. The current red deer you see is not red deer. Yeah, indeed. Why uh, is there a unicorn on here? Why wouldn't there be? Because the idea of uh, quality public education, much like a unicorn, is a myth? I don't know. Like, <laughs> What do you think? I love that the, oh, some of these just say progress. Yeah. Like, yeah, I fucking hope so. <laughs> <laughs> well, the progress is only from 1901 and 1901. Yeah, I thought you right. That was then stopped. So the center of the crest has three quadrants. One of them is a book. Um, the book is literally like how you would draw a book in kindergarten. It's just two open pages and scribbles. The I don't get this top at all third i don't understand is cows fat cows misshapen cows and cows that appear to be i know they're not but it appears that they are interred underground um, and they just, have no face yeah they, these oh, they certainly have no face and the bottom <laughs> left i want to say with due respect i think is probably like a native american uh, painting or something, perhaps. Is it like but a... it looks like a misshapen motorcycle. Is it a plow? <laughs> yeah, I don't... Is it like a... Oh, maybe it's a tractor? A tractor? But, like... 
Why does it look like a lawnmower? I don't know. I I do think maybe like Native American art, but it it's it's. A I'm sorry, feature. Native America Canadian. Get your art together. What is that? First Nation people. Um. Yeah, I have no idea. I, have no I was. Idea. I, I thought I, have I was. Zero idea. I felt like I was confident in what I was seeing, and the more I zoom in, the more I do not know. <laughs> uh, I think that's fair. Um, but uh, you know, we're gonna we're gonna finish our finish our quiz with uh, Pacific FC. Pacific FC. Are they a real team? No. <laughs> You idiot. Yes, of course they're a real team. What? That plays in. Oh, it, Justin's got one. I've Why? Got... Stop with the flags. Not you people, but the people that are making the flags. <laughs> Why? Vancouver Island, British Columbia. Oh, is that the Vancouver Island flag or the British Columbia flag? That is the flag? Vancouver Island Jesus. flag. I looked up the Just Langford flag, which actually uh, relatively respectable um, compared to all these things. <laughs> <sighs> I gotta tell you folks, flags are really where I think mankind has fallen the, the farthest behind. <laughs> I think we stray every day further from the Lord's light. Um, the British Columbia flag. Oh. Oh. Oh boy. I mean, oh, no. oh boy. Oh. 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 Oh no. Uh, just Ian. <laughs> The worst Which one of, am I looking at, though? The 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 one, the obvious one. <laughs> Why um, do people draw suns that are erupting? I'll tell you, by far the worst of them all. How could it be? It's, I mean, it is, but how did flags they do it? That they just sewed together at the middle. And in case you didn't know what the Union Jack was, they put, believe it or not, a clip art crown in the middle of it. I don't understand this at all. The bottom is the rivers from the aforementioned flag of Vancouver. Um, in a deeper shade of blue, to their credit, a correct shade of blue, although somehow not the same shade of blue as in the Union Jack above, uh, which seems like poor quality control. Uh, and once again, a sun that looks like it's reaching out with its tentacles to stab and or choke you. <laughs> that is like the sun. The sun is the orb that gives life to the entire galaxy and our whole planet. And they make it look like a beam of death, which I guess it well, is if you're close enough. But... We are dying every day. So well, I think it's I, just a matter of So... <laughs> Uh, and I guess in British Columbia wanted to remind us of that fact vividly. Maybe it's because they want you to they want to remind their people that the sun does indeed exist behind yeah, the clouds. <laughs> that may be the reason. And maybe they're scared now because they're like, this is what's behind the clouds. No, and it is trying to murder you. Yeah, I think I, I think I'm right with where I'm living here. I don't want to see that. That's uh, that's uh, an incredible flag for an incredible province you would think at some point we would run across one that was like wow that's really good and we, we i don't think we have there's st louis chicago and washington dc and chicago and washington dc are the same freaking flag <laughs> so it's really just us and them just those two um i'm, I'm just gonna I'm texas just... have sweet ass flags shouldn't they i feel like they should wilmington uh which which Wilmington is this? 
This is Wilmington, Delaware. Um, I'm going to tell you what they did was they took the exact flag of Sweden and then they just put some crap on it. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it would be good because the flag of Sweden is good. But they put a seal on it, which is both boring and also uh, ugly. So, uh, you know, we're just at this point, we're just looking up cities at random. Um, let's look at the best city flags. Somebody, somebody has to have this obsession, right? I don't uh, think so. Well, there was that Twitter poll a while back. Which we won. City of Cedar Rapids. Yeah. Get the F out of here. Why Cedar Rapids? Uh, Washington, D.C., Chicago, Illinois. No, Denver, Colorado. That's a disaster. <laughs> How is that number three? Phoenix is just a literal Phoenix. All right, here's Denver. I think next podcast we should rank MLS teams by their city's flag and see who would win the MLS Cup yes. based on that. Yes. Let's... Oh, now see, Dem- Denver's, I got to tell you, compared to a lot of okay. other ones, right. it's, it's okay. okay. It's okay. I just wouldn't have, the, went... I just wouldn't have the sun on there. I yeah. think the rest of it's Oh, fun. yeah. A minimalistic. I like the one that's like the, what, is that not their flag? Shouldn't they have the... St. Louis is fifth. Screw off. Ooh. Portland, Oregon does have a nice, a decent flag. Uh, Indianapolis, Indiana, where I will be this weekend. Um, decent flag. Uh, yeah, uh, Justin, I'm gung-ho about that. Let's not forget to do that. Let's rank uh, the MOS teams by their uh, city's flags next week. And the week after that, or the next podcast after that, we could do just uh, ranking them by kit, which I think, I don't know if we've ranked them. I know we commented on all of mm-hmm. them at some mm. point. But, uh, logo, yeah. let's do logo instead, because I feel like, unless we've done that one before. I don't think we have. Um, I know we've, you know, again, commented on some of the logos. But, um, you know, we, we thanks to the flags of various cities, we've dragged an hour and 12 minutes out of this. Do we have anything more <laughs> to say before we uh, wrap up here for the night? No, no. Just uh, subscribe to our other podcast for more various flag talk. Yeah, uh, which we're going to record in just moments here. So, you know, folks. It's priming up. It's a, it's a long night ahead of the, uh, the boys from the... Uh, whatever our shared podcast universe is called mm-hmm. uh justin has a podcast of his own the running through a podcast uh very fantastic he manages to lure in many high profile guests um social influencers you might say of various esteems uh-huh. and renowns uh a bit of a social influencer himself justin is uh so you know check that out too I gave you a plug, Justin. Uh, after, you, this, after this, no free pub, pub, though. No free pub. <laughs> From here on out, even on your own podcast, no more free pubs. So uh, if you'd like to arrange some sort of deal where running through it pays for publicity with our podcast, great. We can talk about that. That sounds good. Yeah, we'll have to talk about that. <laughs> Ian, any final thoughts on Flag Soccer, Bernard Peters, your uncle, uh, what he did to you? at that one party in seventh grade anything anything at all um he he tried to show me a flag he had designed and then he was not allowed at parties any longer what a weird come on that one let me show you the flag i designed well it's funny because well 
<laughs> oh god all right we gotta close this we gotta go we, we gotta, gotta go yeah we gotta go uh justin you see what happens when you don't give us a hard stop this is a disaster let's let's never schedule a podcast on a non-digital run night ever again uh but you know until next time until our next hard stop uh thanks for listening and we'll talk to you all real soon adios see ya Make up your mind Decide to walk with me Around the lake tonight Around the lake tonight